Thank you for joining our broadcast today at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry to change your life. So please take a moment to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us to bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc to find the giving options that work best for you. We've got an encouraging word for you, and we pray that you lean in and engage as we head into the auditorium for today's message. We're talking about Isaac. Isaac is the son of Abraham. Abraham received a covenant from God and a promise that he would bless his descendants, that he would give him great land. And what we're going to pick up tonight is Isaac is being sent to the land of the east by his father just before his death. And so he goes into an unknown land and God tells him a promise. He says, I'm going to give you the same covenant and the same promise that I gave to your father. But there's a small problem. The place that he is occupying, the place that he is going is being occupied. And so as we go through tonight, if you know anything about seasons, you know that they come and that they go. And as our friend Eeyore says, is the only thing that is certain is that changes. I think that as we move forward in whatever season you're going into, that there are things that you may not see that are on the surface that are underneath. Amen? So let's go to Genesis 26, starting at verse 17. So Isaac moved away from there, and he encamped in the valley of Gerar, where he settled. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up. After Abraham died, he gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herders of Gerar quarreled with those of Isaac and said, The water is ours, so he named it Esek. Because they disputed with him. And when they dug another well, they quarreled over that one also, so he named it Sitna. He moved on from there and dug another well. No one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. Let's pray quickly. Father, I pray that you would open up our eyes tonight. I pray that you would open up our hearts to see what you are trying to speak. Father, that we would be available and ready for the next season, Lord, and that we would be able to stand in your promise and in your truth tonight. I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do and what you have already done. And everybody said? Amen, amen. amen. So we discover the context of where Isaac is at, and he's in a weird place. The Philistines occupied this land that he is sitting in, and in 26, verse 3, we see that God has promised him, says, if you stay in this land, if you stay in this moment, I'm going to give you the promise that I gave to your father. And so he goes out and he settles in the land. So what do you do when you see and you hear a promise of God, but you don't see it come to fulfillment? What do you do when it doesn't seem to line up? Because if I'm the only human one in the room, I think one of two things. I think that either I didn't hear God correctly or God didn't speak. And I begin to go back in doubt. I'm like, no, he, he probably didn't say that. Maybe I was just off my game or maybe I just wanted to hear that. And I begin to doubt. And so there's three things that I want to present to you tonight that will help you stay grounded in your season of transition or your season of desert. And the first point I want to make tonight is to stand in his promise. Stand in his promise. In verse 3, he says that, I will give you the land, must you stay there? You must stay in this land. 
Isaac was now the sole carrier of the promise of God and the covenant that he made with his father. We say that, we quote the scripture, God will provide all of my needs. We, God will supply everything that we have, but when we get to the end of the month and the bills don't seem to be coming up the same, we think, God, I thought that you had a promise for me. I thought that you had a plan. Why is this not seeming to add up? Why is this not going correctly? And so what happens to Isaac? He goes into this town and they seem to accept him at first, but then there's some animosity there. And eventually, he's, he's asked to move to get kicked out of the land that he was told to occupy. So how do you stand firm when you're being removed from an area? Even when you don't see the promise of God on the surface, stand firm because there are wells underneath you that you have yet to uncover. Here's the thing about the land that he was on. He was on the land and all he could see was terrain. And if you've ever been in a desert environment, you know that you can see for a long way, you can see for a long time, but it's dry on top, it's hot on top. You can't see the surface of it. But beneath, he was standing on the very wells that he would soon dig and that would bless generations past him. So stand firm in the promise of God. The next thing I wanna bring to you tonight is if you stand firm and if you stand in his promise, you will stay in his provision. If you stand in his promise, you will stay in his provision. And I wanna pick up in verse 12. It says that Isaac planted crops in that land and in the same year he reaped a hundredfold because the Lord had blessed him. It goes on from there to say that he became a very, very rich man, so rich in fact that the Philistines, an entire people group, became jealous of one man. And the entire people group of that land that, mind you, he's a pilgrim in. He came into their land and all of a sudden he is showing them up. He's flexing on them with the latest stuff. He's got the ice. And they're like, you're making us look bad. Get out of here. We don't want you here. You're, you're, you're having an impact on us that we don't like. And that's because he was in the provision of God. Because he was obedient with what he had. He was obedient with the promise. So don't be so quick to let the promise of God go in your life. You must stand firm. And when you stand firm, the obedience attracts the favor of God. When you obey God and you stay steadfast, even when it hurts, even when you don't feel like giving that month, when the money runs out, obedience brings favor. I'm not going to take long tonight because there's an important point that I want to make. We know that we're supposed to stand in God's favor. Stand in his promise, stay in his provision. And Isaac being the sole bearer of the promise of God, the only lineage besides his half-brother Ishmael to receive a promise of descendants. So what do you do when the pressure mounts up? What do you do when it really comes down to it? I want us to do an inventory check. I want us to do a moment of time in your season where you are right now. I don't know what it's been for COVID. I don't know what it's been for your family. If it's been a loss of job, what do you do when the pressure mounts up and the promise is tested? Because Jacob, Isaac rather, began to see some conflict. And he began to get some issues, and the Philistines actually went and clogged up his father's wells that he had dug, clogged up the provision 
and clogged up the legacy of his life. And so I'm going to go to point number three. Point number three is go in his favor. Somebody say go. Go. In his favor. We know to stand in the promise of God, and we know to stay in his provision. But it's time for us to go with his favor. It takes faith to, to stay in the situation. It takes faith to believe for something, but it takes faith to step out to something you haven't seen yet. It takes faith to fight for something that you don't know that you're going to be able to win for. Can I tell you that I know, I know a guy who can help? I know a God that is faithful to his promises. So let's pick up in verse 17 again. So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar where he settled. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham. When the Philistines stopped after Abraham and they stopped up the wells, he gave them the same names his father had given them. What are you labeling things right now? What are you labeling the things of your past? What are you labeling the moments of doubt? And what are you labeling an opportunity that God could use for provision in your life? So we talk about this idea of going and digging wells. And Isaac goes on to dig several wells. He goes on to each well that he digs, somebody else claims. Have you ever had somebody claim work that you did? Oh, my goodness. That is some of the worst things that you can. Isaac goes out there and he digs another well. People come and say, this is our land, this is our place, get out of here, we don't want you here. And I love this, Isaac keeps digging. He keeps going, he goes, we're gonna, God promised me this land, I'm gonna step to the next part of this land, I'm gonna continue to dig wells. And so what did he do? He continued to dig, he continued to dig all the way up until we get to verse 22, and it says that he moved on from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in that land. So here's what happened. He said, I'm not giving up because I'm standing on the promise of God. I'm standing on the verge of my breakthrough. So it doesn't matter what you have in your life that is coming against you. I don't know what clogs up your wells. I don't know if it was COVID, if you lost a family member. Many of us in this last season of 2020 or even 2021 have experienced some serious stoppages, some serious career shortages, some serious moments where we question where we're going, what we're doing. And I don't know what that looks like for you, but I'm here to tell you one thing. Keep digging. Keep going into something. Keep going after it because you know what ended up happening? The very Philistines that clogged up his father's wells came to him in verse 28 and they said, hey, listen, we see that the favor of God is on you because you didn't stop digging. And every well that you left in your path is now a memorial to you to hang your faith on as a mantle for the past. So here's what, don't stop digging. Don't stop digging in the next season of your life. Don't stop digging in the desert, in the dry place that you are in right now. Can I get an amen? Because I believe that I have a God that can do exceedingly and abundantly more than I could ever ask or think. And so if you don't stop short of the promise, God will bring it to your fulfillment. God will bring it to the edge of your destiny. All you have to do is obey. All you have to do is obey. I love how they they end the chapter. The very day that peace was made between the Philistines and Isaac, they came to him and said, the favor of God is with you. We 
we want to partner with you. The very things that stomped up your wells will become your partners and will become a part of your testimony in the new year. It will become a part of your testimony in the next season. And immediately after that, this is the best part, immediately after that, that day Isaac's servants came and told him the well they had dug. They said, we have found water. They dug the well, but they didn't see the reward until after. So in your season of waiting, in your season of transition, sow seeds. Sow seeds. I don't know, the, the harvest may take a while. It may take a little bit for you to keep sowing those wells and those seeds of encouragement, to keep digging those wells of faith, and to keep digging those wells of praise even when it hurts. But I'm telling you, you're gonna strike water. You're going to find a place, you're going to find a new second wind that God is going to lift you up out of. I came to tell somebody tonight to keep digging. As we go forward, we often plant and reap. We move on and we think that the things of old are behind us. Every well that Isaac dug... Every inch and every back-breaking shovel throw of dirt, rock, sand, was all in preparation, was all for a purpose. Don't stop short tonight. Don't stop short of your season. Stand firm in his promise. Stay in his provision and go with his favor. Would you stand with me tonight? I have a hard time trying to figure out where it is that God wants us to go from here. I'm like, Lord, I've had seven different places that you've sent me on here. How do you, what is the message? And it's really simple. Is that he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or think. He's able to bring you out of that dry spot He's able to bring you into the job that you are praying for. He is able to save that family member. He is able to meet those financial needs. I'm telling you, he is able to tell you your career path. He's able to bless you when you don't feel like you're deserving of being blessed. He is able to bring you out of the darkest pit of depression that you could ever have. He is able to calm the anxiety in your storm. More than you ever ask or think, so stand firm. Stand in his promise. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for this night. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your goodness. And Lord, as we gather here tonight to celebrate a transition of seasons, as we go to celebrate a new path, God, I pray for the people that are in the desert spot right now. I pray for the people that are in the middle of their season that don't see the wells yet. Lord, I pray that you would give them sight. I pray that you would give them a second wind, Father. And for those who are transitioning seasons, I pray for the favor of God. I pray for an abundance I pray for an overflowing, Lord, because you are more than able and more than capable. 
God, I thank you so much for all that you've done in our life, and I thank you for the message and the provision that you are going to provide for us in the future. Because it is of your goodwill, and it is because of your faith and your love for us, God. So Lord, as we move forward from this night, I pray that we would seal this moment in our hearts, that we would seal this message in Holy Spirit, that you would bring it to the remembrance. When the times are tough and the dry season and the corals come, Father, that you would remind them to stand firm in their promise. I ask all these things in your son's mighty name. And everybody said, can we give God a hand clap of praise? Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email to info at citylifechurch.cc. We want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday or Wednesday worship experiences. And you can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download our City Life Church app on your smartphones or tablets for more online messages. It was great having you with us today and we'll see you next time.